This week on Ultra 64, we played All-Star Tennis 99 and Mario Tennis, and I have just been racketing my brain trying to think of tennis puns, but I can net come up with anything. I feel like such an acehole, you guys. I really I really dropped a deuce on this one. Please yes, clap. You failed. <laughs> Welcome to Ultra 64, and I really mean welcome because apparently we have a lot of new people tuning in. My name is Steve Guntling. I'm Woody Siskowski. We are joined by our sports desk correspondent, Nicole Vatiz. Hello, Nicole. Hello. Uh, man, we this has been a big week for us. We're really excited. We've, we've added a lot of new listeners, so uh, I think we need to repeat what we do. I'm amazed that I'm still here. I thought I would be replaced by like some high-powered like quip robot. Oh, no, uh, I, I was talking like... to Joe Piscopo to come in, and apparently he's busy. He's got oh, thank yeah, goodness. Yeah. The amount of times I've been Piscopo? replaced by Joe Piscopo. Man, it's, it's yeah, he comes rough. in every time. I was going to get Christopher Plummer in here to replace you at the last minute. <laughs> Just have uh, him airbrush me in. <laughs> so uh, the basic concept of our show here, I am a big weirdo who owns every single Nintendo 64 game, and I thought, you know, rather than just let those sit in my basement, uh, we'd go through and play them. Once a week, we'll try all of them, and then we'll talk about them on this here show, and we'll rank them in an effort to make a comprehensive list of the best Nintendo 64 games it's of finally, all time. It's finally the scientific method doing something for the people. It's the it's, first time it's ever happened, yeah. because science is totally fake. I think we all agree. So Nicole, we, scientist? I do not agree. What? Ugh. It's about time. It's about time that listing, listing paid off. This will be the first, the first list on the internet. Yeah, this is the only, the one and only list on the internet, and the one and only source of video game entertainment. Yeah, we, I feel like we, we found this hole. Nobody's talking about video games on the internet. It's Nobody's making lists of them, and, and so we, we came in and we filled it. And it's caught on, and it's yeah. caught on, and we're very happy to have all you new listeners out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. It was it was really exciting to hear Elliot uh, Elliot Kalen mispronounce our names. He it was really awesome. did quite a good job. He mispronounced Elliot, my name yeah. far less than most people. That's true. And yeah, yeah. And so. he he only uh, uh, missed my name because he was like far away from the screen apparently. So, but still, that was that was awesome, and that was a real thrill, and that was really exciting. Guys, let's. Talk wait, tennis. We, wait, let's not oh, talk tennis. No, let's not talk you tennis. You said that we were going to say where our locations were, or our. Oh, uh, that's and right. Then I yes. distracted you. Oh, yeah, no, that's but new true. listeners that's true. also be ready for, for me to constantly distract Steve. For new listeners, uh, you can find us at uh, our website is ultra64podcast.com. We're on Twitter at ultra64podcast. You can email us with questions or complaints or threats or whatever. Not you choose to email. email Steve with threats. Yeah, I can take them. Uh, and I think that, we've got three, four emails over the course of the show. Yeah, we've and had, they've um, all been delightful. They've been great. So, they've been, it's been awesome. So yeah, keep them coming. Um, yeah, ultra sixty four podcast at gmail dot com and uh, yeah, and somebody messaged me on the Facebook page today. We have a Facebook page as well, and uh, they messaged me saying that our older episodes, like our first like half a dozen or so, weren't appearing on the feed. Okay. Uh, so I went back and I fixed that. So they they should all be there now. Oh so, man, um, the things you do for these people, Steve. Oh man, it took. All of 10 minutes. All right. It's very difficult. Now we can talk about tennis. Now we can talk tennis. And that's why Nicole is here, because we forced her to play all the sports games, because (laughs) she expressed a mild interest in one Olympics game once, and now we've roped her into it forever. So we're glad to have you. Thanks. They're 
always super fun. They've They're, been getting better every time. <laughs> they have been sure. getting lightly sure. better. You, you yeah. started with Nagano Winter Olympics in the bowling games. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I would, I'm would. i going to go on a limb and say Mario Tennis is slightly better than Super Bowling. Yeah. A little bit. I don't. I think that's a, a hot bit. take, but, you know. <laughs> Let's talk about tennis. Uh, so I feel like we mentioned in the bowling episode that, like, bowling is one of the least intuitive concepts to transfer over to a video game yeah. just because it's it's way too simple and it's way too accessible in, in real life so i think if, if video game if bowling is the least video game friendly i think tennis is the most video game friendly. oh man i disagree very much well i'll i'll, I'll make my case yeah there. no I'll totally this is point counterpoint with steve and woody well because uh, all right here's the thing video games as an entire industry are built on tennis, on yes. the background, the ground of tennis. So Pong, Pong, you know, we know is the first video game console, but even before that, you can go back to 1958. You have uh, uh, physicist William Higginbotham and technician Robert Dvorak. They created Tennis for Two on an oscilloscope. Uh, so it goes all the way back to that. It's it's incredibly simple, but it requires reflexes, uh, you know, and it, and it requires, like, precision timing. And in real life, it can be a little too physically challenging for everybody, you know, sure. so it's not as accessible. Ten- as tennis is a difficult game. It, it is. It seems like the kind of thing that would be easy, but when you actually go out and play, you're like, wow, it's hard to get it both over the net and in the court consistently. Yeah. And what do you actually, you actually play a little bit. I do. Yeah. I, I play, I, I play a pretty good amount of tennis. Um, I'm, I would say that I'm a three out of 10 in skill level. I can get it over the net consistently. Okay. And nice. run better around. Better than teabag, which yeah. we'll get to later. Well, amazingly, all three of us have played tennis together, which mm-hmm. you might not expect, but. Uh, yeah. And, um, we're real bad at it, but, yeah. uh, it was fun. It was fun. And the dog was freaking out. He's still out the there freaking out. The dog loved it. Yeah. So that <laughs> the dog was a lot has of fun. a special affinity for tennis balls. So, yes. so as a game, yeah. I, yeah I, so you, you were going to counter me. You don't think. This yeah. Is the most so weird. I agree mm-hmm. with you. Like, Tennis has an important history in the place of video games. Okay. Um, but at, and so it works great on uh, Pong and the Atari 2600. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as you start getting to higher power consoles, it becomes very unclear what developers are not clear how to handle it. With I feel like with games like um, basketball games or football games or baseball games, there's enough going on at all levels. Yeah. I guess I would... I'm, I'm, I haven't thought this thought fully through. So um, okay, the tennis is essentially composed of only one action. Yeah, and the skill involved in it's it's a technique game. Like to play tennis in real life, you need to have technique. The same way okay. as like okay. bowling or golf or something like that. There's no there's no larger strategic thing of like what play you're going to do or like. Um, with a football game, you're selecting plays and you're controlling different players. So even though the throwing action is totally done for you, you're still the strategic choices to make. Hmm. But when you just have to press a button in tennis to hit it back, there's essentially nothing there that makes it particularly interesting. Okay. Uh, so I can I can see that. I can see that. But I think between Pong and those early games and, and Mario Tennis and Wii Sports, you know, I feel like for a lot well, of people, we, we ten- sports stands out because that's yeah. a game that makes the actual action right. of hitting interesting. But for for most people, I feel like uh, you know if they're not very well versed in video games, they'll think of tennis mm-hmm. like as as something like as their go to reference for video games. So I feel like it's it's very intrinsically tied to the history, and I think it's the action of it is simple enough and intuitive enough that like you can. 
the modern games, you can add like some of the technique that you're talking mm-hmm. about. And even in these games that we play today, there's a little bit of that. Yeah. But uh, the, the intuitive action of it is always going to be the same. Yeah, I yeah. guess it's just hard. To me, it's hard for people to find a way to make a tennis video game not boring. Okay. Um, That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Just because it's just back and forth simple going on. I usually get sick of it after about two sets, which is the same as real tennis. So in that way, it's probably okay. a pretty good simulation. <laughs> sure. I can play about an hour of real tennis and fair. then I'm ready to be done. Um, so we played. Well, hang on. No, we're learning hang more on. about tennis. We're learning more about tennis, oh, okay. as is our story tradition. I looked up stuff. You know, we did this with, ten- with bowling and yeah. with golf. Uh, so the game, as we know it was originated in England in 1859, but it didn't really gain popularity until a British soldier with the most British name of all time, Major Walton Clapton Wingfield, (laughs) started playing a modified version that he called Sticky with friends at garden parties. So uh, it got so popular that the first championship tournament was played at Wimbledon in 1877, and it's still played there today. Whenever I ask girls if they want to go out and play a game of Sticky with me, I just get weird looks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah i do (laughs) so an earlier version of the game was played as far back as the 12th century where players just use their hands rather than rackets so just handball um and it was very popular amongst royalty it was said that henry the eighth was playing a game while anne boleyn was uh, beheaded uh and at least three kings have died in tennis adjacent incidents okay so there's louis the 10th of france he caught a fatal cold because he was playing tennis too late at night yeah uh, there. Charles VIII uh, of uh, England, I believe, uh, sustained a deadly head injury because he banged his head on the door frame while walking to his tennis court, which seems like that's on him. <laughs> and this one is delightfully ironic. James I of Scotland, he tried to escape assassins by going through a sewer grate in his tennis court, but only a day before he'd ordered that that sewer grate be uh, sealed up because his balls kept getting lost in there. So while he was trying to pull that up and get out, the assassins killed him. <laughs> so uh, two other little things. The word tennis derives from the French term tene, which means to take heed, like, you know, look out, there's a ball coming at you. Yeah. And the fastest serve on record goes to an Australian player named Samuel Groth, who hit the ball at 263 kilometers per hour. And the female record was set by Venus Williams, uh, 205 kilometers an hour. And I'm going to stop there with the uh, with the wacky fun facts because we've got a lot of game to my, talk about. My, wait, my wacky fun fact is I also associate tennis with a really shitty Simpsons episode where I was watched it where they had the guest stars and like boy, this was that was the, I feel like the first time I noticed I'm like man this show is not good. I've I've heard that said about that episode. I I don't know I don't hate that episode but that is one that gives me whiplash because the whole first act is all about uh, setting up funeral plans for grandpa. And then it just pivots because of like one offhand line to being about them spending that money that they were going to spend on Grandpa's grave plot to build a tennis court in their backyard that Pete Sampras and the Williams sisters apparently just hang out at. Oh yeah, I want to I want to say a little more about tennis um, okay. before we get into all. I feel like the thing that defines tennis in the public consciousness is um, sort of rivalries. Yeah. Um, I feel like the eras of tennis are defined in decades um, between like a few great players, like in this. Uh, the 80s, it's like Borg and McEnroe, I think. Yeah. Um, they do, did they a just movie a about movie, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, then the 90s, you have uh, Agassi and Sampras, and then, you know, it's been Federer and Nadal for a long time now. Mm-hmm. And so it's like people only kind of know these super great, well known players. And um, 
I don't, I feel like that's sort of what the tennis games need to lean in. I feel like you could have like a pretty successful sort of RPG style tennis game. Like think like Pokemon and like you go to the professor, Professor Love. Yeah. And he's like, hey. Oh, I like that. Yeah, take <laughs> your, love. choose your racket. Do you want the fire style racket? And then you have the, or the, and then you have a rival and then okay. you're, you're traveling through the tennis circuit and your rival's following you. And at the end, it's like both of you together. And then and you you're know. collecting tennis monsters exactly. that fall out of the grass. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's different, the different Rack kinds you, that you, you. Yeah. hit have different kinds of effects. I like that um, idea a lot, actually. That's, that sounds like a fun game. Because there's, kind of there's kind of a variation on that called um, Golf Story uh, mm-hmm. on the Nintendo Switch. I haven't played it yet, but it's, like, it's a golf game that's wrapped around like an open world RPG. So I just like yeah. My my segue here is that this first game we played, All Star Tennis '99, does yeah. not do a good job in capturing any sort of personality of the players. It not has so it has much. real players in it because it's a sim game, right? Uh, but and then a couple of fake ones. Yeah, I know, which is jarring. So the ti- yeah. the the title character on All Star Tennis '99, the title player is Michael Chang. Yeah, who it, you've probably never heard of, who at one point was like number two in the world. Yeah. But the game has no Pete Sampras and no Andre Agassi, and then has a bunch of players you've never heard of. I have notes and, about that too. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Let, let's get into the details yeah. of All Star Tennis '99. This was released August 31st, 1999, developed by okay. Smart Dog and published by Ubisoft. And it was also released on PlayStation and uh, in Game Boy Color in Europe. I have to settle something real quick. Do you guys say Ubisoft or Ubisoft? I say Ubisoft. You say Ubi? That's what I'd always heard. Okay. Ubisoft. I've never heard Ubisoft. I say Ubi. I don't know. I, though I will admit that it is much more fun sounding. Either way, what is it? What's an Ubi and why is it so soft? I don't know. Uh, they're French Canadian, so they don't need to make sense. Yeah. They're they're above us. Um, everything in everything in French Canada is naturally softer. <laughs> it's Celine Dion. Uh, Smart Dog, as near as I can tell, uh, they really don't exist anymore. They were a British uh, game developer, and they only released four games. Three of them were tennis based. Two of them were all star tennis based. Uh, nothing too exciting there. So there's only two tennis games for the Nintendo 64. Right? There are only two. There was a third one that was released in Japan and Europe called Center Court Tennis, but that never made it over here. Um, so yeah, these are the only two. So yeah, let's talk about the cover athlete because I feel like with sports games, I don't really have a lot to go on generally to talk about. So I'm like, all right, who's the cover athlete and why do they matter? Uh, it's Michael Chang, as you said, he's an American tennis star. And he was kind of a prodigy for a little while in the 80s. Like, he set a lot of records for being, like, youngest whatever. I believe he still holds the record for being the youngest player to win one of the Grand Slam tournaments. I think he won the French Open at 17. At 17. Yeah, he did. And, he, he, I mean, he started winning tournaments as young as 12, dropped out of high school at age 15 so he could pursue tennis professionally. And, uh, yeah, he, he, got to, he was ranked number two in the world at his peak. Uh, he's a runner-up in multiple Masters, never really won Wimbledon either. Um, absolutely a talented dude, solid player throughout his career. He never really had a lull, but at the same time, at this point in 1999, he was four years away from retirement. Yeah. He's not, he's not the guy who's going to sell your, sell your video game. And yeah, it's just, it's a strange choice, right? he lost a little bit of heat and like, like you said, Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi were at their best at this time, right? You know them? (laughs) And I just wanted to say that yes. I, I think the way you described him, he reminds me of the character from Seven Days in Hell. Yes. Which we watched yesterday. <laughs> have you seen Seven Days in I Hell? Have. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's on HBO if people can check it out. But yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, these guys were at the top of their popularity and they went with 
Chang, which is just in, uh, kind of a, a I'm sure that the, I'm sure that the licensing fee was an exponential increase to Agassi or Sampras. I'm wondering. I'm sure. yeah. <laughs> I was trying to look up if the others had like licensed games at the time, and I saw Andre Agassi had a game for the Sega Genesis, like back oh. in 1993. He's been around a while. Yeah. I didn't really realize. And uh, Chang was actually replaced as the cover artist athlete in uh, France, but only in France, not in the rest of the UK, just in France. They changed the title of the game to Yannick Noah All-Star Tennis 99. Was he um, a Frenchman? He, yes, okay. he's a Frenchman. And that's an even stranger choice because he'd been retired since 1996. Uh, and he was never as good an athlete as Chang was at his peak. So, like, even like, weirder choice. Yeah, I feel like another way they could have gone is by, you know, taking some someone in the past, like, you license John sure. McEnroe or something who's retired and yeah. get, get his license and use old players. Because, yeah, Michael Chang is the only player in this game you've probably, if you've heard of anyone, you would have heard of him. And Well, there there is another variation box in the rest of Europe where it's it's still Michael Chang on the cover, but they have a little, like, inset box with Jana Novotna on it. She was a Czech female player who'd won Wimbledon that year. Mm. So, like, why not just make her the cover artist? Whatever. I mean, Jana Novotna tennis is not very exciting. Um, yeah, like I said, I like talking about the cover just because there's not a whole lot to say about this game. Um, it's uh, you get pretty pretty straightforward tennis simulator. You get singles, you get doubles, you get a, a world tour mode. Uh, yeah, a, so you you're you're running you're running back and forth. You're you're hitting the ball. Yeah. Sort of there's a little moment you press A to hit it, and then you can move the stick to sort of dictate what direction you want it to go. Mm-hmm. It's fairly easy to hit the ball out in this game. Yeah. Um, and then you get like a very sharp bark from the, the line coach, just oh, yep, and very it's the accurate. same sound every time. <laughs> and sometimes the line coach will shush the audience, which I really like. Yeah, we were we were all talking to each other, and then the line coach was like, like, "Oh, no quiet, talking, please, quiet, quiet please. please." Yeah, it's great. I like that. Um, I felt shamed by my video game, which I, I always it's always a nice feeling. Controls are responsive. Yeah, I mean, no, I I guess we didn't play this game for that long, but I didn't. I didn't feel the need need to. to. There's a bomb mode is the notable mode on there. What did you think in bomb mode? Did that really do anything for you, Nicole? No. I mean, it it mostly played exactly the same unless somebody ran forward and hit a bomb. Well, yeah. So wherever wherever the ball lands, a bomb is placed. Right. And if your character runs through that bomb, you get knocked over. Yeah. Yeah. But if you just stay far enough away it doesn't affect you at yeah all, it's so. it's pretty easy to avoid the bombs in general and most likely you're just gonna like miss it so i mean it's it's you know it's an attempt at whimsy um <laughs> it's something yeah it's, uh and it's and a they're game without a lot of character yeah and there's so. like like you said they blend like real ple- real people with fake computer generated players but they're not like jarring they're not like zany computer generated characters no it's like vanessa child and leon yes (laughs) you know they're they're yeah they're not wacky or anything so um you played the single player a little bit the ai seemed very dumb yeah but i mean it's the world tour mode so maybe they start out very easy and they get harder that's the glass joe yeah yeah that's the glass joe of all-star tennis 99 okay yeah also this game random i know this is totally unrelated but it's very confusing to me that this game is not related to all-star baseball 99 it's mm. a which is a series of baseball games for the Nintendo sixty four, and that's not it's like a, it's a different a, it's company. Those totally are different company. those are acclaimed games. Oh, that's weird. Um, they should somebody should have licensed that. Hope All-Star. somebody got fired over that. You know blunder. what? Smash Mouth owned the rights at this time. I think. That's oh the yeah, problem. that's the problem. So yeah, yeah, they had yeah, bastards. Uh, so yeah, totally serviceable, uh, mediocre kind of tennis game. It's not bad. It's not great. It's just kind of there. 
Yeah, it's not I'm, super fun. No, it's definitely not super fun. If you were, if you, if this was the only tennis game on the Nintendo 64, and you really wanted a tennis game, mm-hmm. you could buy it and play it. However, there's another tennis game on the Nintendo 64 that might be just a little bit better. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That was, a, that was a weird noise. What was that noise? I don't know. It was me trying to be dramatic. <laughs> it was but a not, sprinkler. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> dramatic sprinkler. Get ready um, to get soaked by the water sprinkling action of Mario Tennis. <laughs> um, I'll, no, I'm testing out these spit guards on your microphone. Yeah, how are they holding up? <laughs> yeah, okay. They're doing good work. Yeah, it's, uh, okay, yeah, the, the waveforms are looking good. So yeah. uh, we're holding speaking, steady. Speaking of waveforms... How about that Mario Tennis? I don't know how that segues, but okay, Mario <laughs> Tennis. Let's talk about that. Oh, man, this game. Uh, released August 28th, 2000. Published by Nintendo and developed by Camelot Software Planning. There was also a version released on Game Boy Color. So Camelot is actually a pretty prestigious developer. Um, it's only a model, Steve. It's only a model. Uh, before this, they were known uh, under a different name for the Shining Force games in Genesis, which are great and totally hold up. Um... They formed an exclusive contract with Nintendo in the early 2000s, and since then they've been almost exclusively based around Nintendo Sports Line. So uh, Mario Strikers, Mario Basketball, Mario Baseball, Mario Football, everything is uh, Camelot. Um, and the one exception to the sports games is that they've made the Golden Sun RPG oh, series, which are awesome. The, I've meant to get to them. I've heard they're great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go, way to go, Camelot. So, guys are killing it. Was this I, was this the first Mario sports game? It was not. Uh, so Mario Golf preceded it on N sixty four, and if you want to get technical, I do the first. I I I think this is the first Mario sports game was Mario's Tennis with yeah. the apostrophe for the Virtual Boy. Yes, I've played that quite a bit. It's. It was I've, the only game I owned on Virtual Boy. I've played it as long as my headache would allow. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not much fun. Nicole, did are you were you aware of the Virtual Boy? Do you know what this is? Um sort of. It's like the the red uh, uh visor. Visor. It's like early stab at virtual reality, but they had oh, to pull okay. it off the market cuz people were getting migraines from playing it. It was really hard to find a comfortable height for it to sit in cuz you had to lean and put your head Right in there, and so it was impossible to play without being slouched. And sometimes, like, they sold a head strap, like, that you could wear, too, but that was just awkward, and, like, you couldn't... Yeah, it, there was no good way to play but it. It paved the way Paved the way with it Mario's way. Tennis, um, which I believe was the packing game for the Virtual Boy. It was, boy. yeah, and absolutely. They, so, to, they, they saw potential there. And by they default, the best-selling game on the Virtual Boy. Yeah. <laughs> it may have sold all of a dozen copies. <laughs> um, but Mario Tennis was a bona fide hit. Uh, the 21st highest-selling game on the N64 sold 2.3 million copies. Uh, probably would have done better if it came out earlier in the life cycle. Mm-hmm. This is 2000, so it's pretty late in the, late in the game. Uh, and it spawned a franchise. It's still going today. There's been a Mario Tennis game on every Nintendo console since this. Mario Tennis Aces is about to come out for uh, the Switch next month. So I'm there. I'm there for that. Yeah. They, they gave them all uh, tennis shorts in this one. And the internet is making a big deal about the fact that Luigi's got a little bit of a, a bulge. Um, <laughs> so it's like Mario has nipples. Luigi has genitalia. I think we're all just kind of upset Gosh. by... <laughs> how this is shaken out oh um, yeah was this is this the first appearance of waluigi oh christ yes it, it is okay i'm gonna get to it well let's 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 pull that band-aid let's talk about waluigi your all-time favorite character oh boy waluigi okay so uh he was panned very heavily at the time as one of just the least creative and like most boring characters ever created 
Uh, he's just the evil variant of Wario of, of Luigi. Yeah, it's kind of like Wario is to Mario. Yeah, I had that on my SAT. Like yes. Wario is to Mario <laughs> as, as blank is to Luigi. Yeah, and, and it was really an impressive question because I believe. No, that would yeah, that would have been. Never mind. I was going to say that was pre Mario Tennis, but that is not. <laughs> it was, no, I'm not that old. old. I'm not no, that old. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so, you know, unlike Wario, Waluigi didn't really have a distinct personality to play off of. So, like, you know, Wario as a character, you know, he was greedy and he was evil and he was cunning and kind of like cruel, and we accepted that as like the antithesis of Mario because we knew about Mario by this point that he was. Mm-hmm. Honest the opposite of that, honest and selfless, heroic, and, and yeah. yeah. All we knew about Luigi at this point was just that he was green. Like we, you know, he would develop a personality later. Like in the Luigi's Mansion games, he's like the cowardly but like you know determined yeah. kid brother. You know, uh, but so while Luigi was just slapped on there, it just felt very lazy for a very last minute. Um, so later games would add, yeah. Okay, no, I already said that. Ignore that. But for whatever reason, Waluigi has been sticky. He's endured. Uh, he's he's been sticky. as sticky as Major Crompton yeah. would have us believe. Uh, since his introduction, he has appeared in more than 40 games. Holy shit. 40 games. All of them spinoffs, and none of them have been like main series Mario entries. Uh, he's also developed a ridiculous and very dedicated fan community. Uh so, like most things on the internet, I think this started off as like ironic and has become very sincere. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are multiple, multiple deviant art pages uh, dedicated to Waluigi. Many of them pornographic in nature. Don't ask me how I know. There have been fan petitions for him to get his own game. There have been mods where they sub him into Ocarina of Time <laughs> as the hero and Super Mario World. Has he developed any kind of personality over this time? Like, I, mean, I still don't know what still, Waluigi is about. People are projecting onto him. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, like a blank slate. He's like, it's like that old film experiment where they would like show a picture of oatmeal and then a blank face, and then they're like, you know, trying to to we're projecting our emotions onto these people. That makes sense. That's what Waluigi is. Uh, there have been multiple web comics dedicated to the character, and there's been an ongoing fan push to have him be a playable character in the next Smash Brothers game. Okay, he's been a, a trophy character, you know. I like, feel like if you're going to get Ice Climbers in there, you can have Waluigi yeah, in why there. Not? It's yeah. fine. Yeah, I mean, look for me, this character doesn't really do anything one way or another for me. It's just kind of like it's one of these baffling phenomena that have kind of sprung up that I just don't really understand. Like, why? Why would they? single out this one character this one like no personality kind of joke character and run with it i don't know and Uh, and sexualize him so much yeah it's surprising that like birdo never took off in that way yeah yeah exactly (laughs) the yo the the the, the, it's the the pink yoshi female yoshi equivalent or genderless yoshi equivalent yeah with the pink bow i didn't realize that i mean debatably transgender because he was introduced as a man in uh super mario brothers 2 and then it came back with like a pink bow. So like I don't know. They're kind is of. There, is there? It's a, kind of like a poison is thing. Is there a final fight? Canon romance between Yoshi and Birdo, or is that just all fan made? I think that's in your head, man. Oh. I think I think that's just, just you. Woody yeah, thinking just, about it. That's Woody, <laughs> that's Woody Siskowski head canon. That's, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I Make mean, it happen, internet. Yeah, write in with your uh, Birdo slash fiction, please. Because yeah. I'm very curious. 
Uh, and let me know what you guys think about Waluigi. Like, why has this caught on? Why has this resonated with people? Yeah, all you, all you Waluigi heads. Because I am an old, old man, and I don't necessarily get it. All right, so let's talk about the game. This game is very rich in features and modes, and, like, there's a Characters lot to, Yeah, and, oh, there's yeah. a lot to do in this game. Um, so you get a tournament mode, which is the single player. You advance through a bracket. Uh, there's an exhibition mode for up to four players, just your standard singles or doubles tennis. There's ring shot, which I really like, where uh, you have a bunch of big golden rings over the net. You have to swat the ball through those, and whoever wins that round gets to keep the rings, and you play until like 50 or 100 or something. Yeah. That one's fun. Uh, Bowser's Castle, which is uh, probably the signature feature on this because it's the most like Mario Kart. You get the little rainbow boxes in the center, and you're on a court that is like tilting in lava. And so it's it's constantly moving, and you're trying to get items to, like, uh, one-up each other, and it's really fun. Um, what else do we have? There's some single-player modes, like where, uh, like the piranha mode. Right, which is essentially like a ball machine. But yeah. But piranha plants, and you just hit them back. But there's, um, a, there's a Luigi, like, on the other side who's, like, trying to send your balls back, and you just, you're counted for how many you can get past him. Uh, and that's fun. Um, what else do you have? Yeah, I think a couple of little mini-games that we didn't really try out. Uh, the, the way I mean, I'm going to talk a little bit about the way the game plays. Yeah, um, it's a very forgiving game um, in the sense it's pretty hard to hit the ball out. Uh-huh. Um, most of your shots will go in and have some decent kick, and you won't hit the net. So it's really more of a challenge of getting in position and hitting good shots um, where your opponent isn't. So yeah, it's much more much more forgiving than All Star. Yeah, tennis, I didn't hear less, a lot of oh. Yeah, yeah, it's much less no. uh, frustrating and more accessible to people who don't play many video games. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, Nicole, you weigh on, in on this because you, you only play the games that I force you to play. <laughs> so um, how do you think this one compared, like, as just picking it up and playing it? I liked all of the modes that were available, but I don't... I, I almost found it easier to play the other tennis game, which I know it really? being hmm. easy isn't necessarily you know, mm. the ultimate point of these. But I did struggle a little bit with this one. Like, I don't know, the ball would just sometimes hit you, and you're like, yeah, shouldn't, you yeah. shouldn't I have been able... Like, on the other one, you can do, like, this hit where if it's coming towards you, it'll still hit it. Um, so I think there were parts of it like that that were a little bit more difficult. Okay. No, that's fair. But that's it's fair. not significantly, just yeah. marginal. It's it's a deeper game than it appears, like, on the surface. Like, you you actually have about seven different varieties of shots that you can execute just by, like, pressing... Uh, the controls aren't immediately apparent. Like, you would yeah. need to press A and then B, like, as one shot to lob it up. Yeah. Or B and A to, like, do a drop shot right by the net. And, like, there's no way you would really know that right away. There's also the ability to charge up. So if you feel like you're in the right position and the ball is coming, you can press A once start charging, and then just whack the ball back with some real force. And if you uh, line up your shot with, like, a little star that appears on the court sometimes, you can... Uh, what smash. Is that? Overhead smash. smash. Overhead smash, yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't know if that was actual term. Or it, like... is, it is actually the okay. technical term. I kept wanting to say smash. spike, but I know that's volleyball. Yes, yeah. Um, same, same motion. So this is also one of the very, very few games on the system that utilizes the transfer pack. So let's talk about the transfer. This is our first opportunity to talk about this. Uh, for those of you not familiar... Uh, I feel like you should give a, just a really brief definition. Because once real we get brief. to Pokemon Stadium, That's it will be more be of a focal thing. point. Yeah. Uh, snap, or, um, sorry. 
the stadium, blah, came packed in with the transfer pack. Yeah. And the point of it is you plug it in the back of your controller, you stick a compatible Game Boy game in the back of in that. In this case, Mario Tennis for Game Boy Color. Exactly. And you can uh, import characters or uh, add special features or different things like that. It's a pretty cool idea, a pretty cool way to get some functionality, but it was used very sparingly. So, uh, so in this particular... You get Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2, Mario Golf, Mario Tennis... Mickey Speedway USA and Perfect Dark. Those are the only games in the U.S. that use this. And in our particular instance, um, we imported characters Teabag and Henry from <laughs> Harry. Your, Harry from yeah. your used copy of Mario Tennis yes. for the Game Boy. Um, <laughs> I, I had a used copy, uh, and uh, it had some pre-saved modes on there. I'd only just played it today. And, uh, yeah, that's who we brought in, and we can play as them. And they get full 3D like models like uh, and, and all of their stats from the game. And since, Which is bad because they're terrible. <laughs> right, and because the Game Boy game has a sort of RPG element where your characters get better. And so you can actually get experience points for those characters by playing with them on the Nintendo 64, but they suck compared to the other characters, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, they, um... Gonna say something else. Oh my god, I am out of it today. No, it's okay. This is this is good that we have so many new listeners to hear me stutter. <laughs> yeah, don't we gotta kick it off with a bang. Hey guys, welcome to Ultra Sixty Four. We're gonna characters. talk about we're gonna talk about sports for like a bunch. We know how video game players love sports. Um, what else? What else is new, guys? How about that? Uh, okay, this. Is, uh, go ahead, Nicole. Speaking of so, uh, characters, right no. <laughs> go ahead. I thought that. I mean. The different kinds of games were fun, but I think the real highlight of this one was the characters. It was very, like, there were a lot of characters, and they had different characteristics. Like, you had some that were fast, and some that were really strong, and some that had really, could do complicated moves. Now, this didn't really help me, because I just was trying to figure out the controls, (laughs) but... I thought that part was really fun. Yeah, absolutely. They all play very distinctly, and they actually dusted off a couple of old Mario characters that had been dormant for a while, and now they're kind of in fully in the rotation. Like Princess Daisy, who was the princess you rescue in Super Mario Land for the Game Boy. Yeah. This was her first appearance in 3D. She's also the main character. She's the princess in the Super Mario Brothers movie, which I will oh, continue right. to try and bring up every episode. Wait, don't they call her Peach in that, though? No, it's Daisy. It's just Daisy it's, the it, whole time. Yeah, there's no Peach Man, in the Mario Brothers movie. movie. Oh, it's her man. first appearance. It's such garbage. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, and then uh, they also reintroduced Birdo, who we talked about. He uh, had only appeared in Super Mario Bros. 2 and then mm-hmm. disappeared forever. I feel like they don't tie enough into Super Mario Bros. 2. That's kind of the weird it's bastard sort of a non, game. It's sort of the adventure of Link of yeah, uh, yeah. Mario they, games. They don't refer back to it very often. It's got it's it's very weird, um, but still great I feel game. like they should make a level, like in the next 3D Mario game, that just takes place in the world of, like, Mario Odyssey, it would have been cool to just have, like, a level that takes place in the world of uh, Super Mario Bros. 2 and you, like, inhabit these turnips. Oh, yeah, pull the turnips and the power blocks and, yeah, all the little, yeah. Well, I guess Shy Guys came back. Those guys, they've been, uh, yeah, yeah, they were introduced in that. All right. How we doing? You guys have anything else to say about Mario Tennis? It's fun. It's Uh, great. We had a good, uh, it's fun with, it's fun with, I mean, like, all tennis games, you play with one player, you get kind of bored of it. Yeah. But it's fun with two players, it's fun with four players. The AI is pretty good, so it plays fine with three. It's and so, doubles. It's kind of rare to have a game 
from what I've seen, where multiplayer actually works pretty well, and this is an exception. For it, that. Was, it was, it was, yeah. Well. You you want a, a multiplayer game that's kind of rowdy and has everybody kind of yelling and swearing at each other, and that's yeah. uh, that's definitely what this gave us. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. It's great. I I remember renting it back in the day and just being like kind of blown away by it because I'm like, oh, I don't like sports at all, and I'm, I still don't. It's still true, but <laughs> this one was really fun. It just uh, immediately spoke to me, so I had a lot of fun with it. Are we good? Yeah. Let's yeah, rank we, these, we, we, let's rank these mothers. So as we said at the beginning of the show, each week we are ranking all of our games. Currently we have 41 games on this system that we if, have played through. If you guys want to go see the complete list of those 41 games, go to Ultra64Podcast. That's dot, it. Dot com. Dot com. Ultra64Podcast.com. Nicole, we almost have to add you on here. You've had... Uh, Several games on here. You've had eight, no nine. nine you you yeah, go first, Nicole. Games. Tell us, tell us where tell you want to play. Tell us where you are. Nic- yeah, yeah, Nicole's list right now ranks from number one is Mario Party, and her very worst game is Super Bowling, uh, which accurate. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> I think my current number one is Banjo Kazooie. My number forty-one is Transformers Beast Wars Transmetals. I still regret having to say that every time. Every time. Yeah, that's what we get for putting it at the bottom. But what can you say about a game that made us sick? Yes. It did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Woody is uh, tr- Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two is his number one, and uh, Transformers again is his very last one. So all the games are going to fall somewhere between those. Nicole, what do you think? All right. So for my list. And this is not necessarily based just on the game itself, but on how much I enjoyed playing it. So um, this is going to fall into my, well, the Mario Tennis is going to fall into my number three spot. Below uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer. And Mario Party, which is still my number one, Mm -hmm. just because it's it's kind of iconic and I've played it a lot. Um, Then the... What is it called? All-Star Tennis All-Star 99. All-Star Tennis 99. Doesn't well. <laughs> is going to move into my number five spot, mm. right below Milo's Astro Lanes. Yeah, Man, Milo's you, Astro Lanes. You are, like, sticking to your guns with yeah. that Milo's I Astro Lanes. I liked the game. No, I, oh, man. We, 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 we refer to it many times as Nicole's favorite <laughs> game. Uh, you want to go next, Steve? <laughs> sure, yeah, I'll go yeah. next. Um, so... I'm going to say All-Star Tennis 99. Uh, that's a 17. That's just above Mace the Dark Age and just below Snowboard Above Kids. Mace the Dark Age? Sorry. Oh, no! <laughs> this, I mean, look, this is a very medium game, but it's... You know what? No, I'm going to switch that. I'm going to switch. I like Mace a little more. Yes! I like Mace a little more. I'm going to put it right below Mace. You should talk me into it. Yeah, because I was just yeah, thinking Yeah, with my very like, persuasive yeah. and well-thought arguments of, no! Uh, yeah, no, that's a good <laughs> argument. It, it worked. Whatever. I mean, yeah, so it goes there. It's a very medium game. It's totally yeah. inoffensive. Uh, and then Mario Tennis, uh, we're cracking the top ten for the first Ooh. time in a little while. It's going to be my new number six. That's right below Tony Hawk 3 and right above Two Rock Dinosaur Hunter. Two Rock. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's it's a fantastic game. I think it's one of those great like anybody can pick up and play kind of games. I feel like if it if it's you're building a library of N64 games, I think this has to be one of the yeah. ones you get. Well, yeah. unless you have a little library, unless you have a very little, a little library. cute little outdoor library for your N64. Um, I'm gonna put um, <laughs> All Star Tennis 99 um, 
right above Space Invaders. Right above Space Invaders. Right in my sweet middle spot. Of uh, just playable enough. Yeah, just playable enough. Okay. Um, sort of like it's they're like a fun pair. They're reminiscent of important games in the development of video games, be yeah. they Pong or Space Invaders. Sure. It's reminiscent of Space Invaders. <laughs> um, yeah, Mario, and then Mario Tennis is also going to crack uh, the top ten for me. Yeah. I'm going to put it right under Snowboard Kids 2, because I really like Snowboard Kids 2. Absolutely. And I think that also puts it right above Turok. That's yeah, yeah. That does. That's your new number eight game. So the power of science tells us that Snowboard Kids is precisely, or sorry, Mario Tennis is precisely one unit better than Torok. That sounds about right. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that sounds right. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. We are Ultra Sixty Four. Uh, once again, find us at Ultra Sixty Four Podcast dot com. Write in, send us an email, and you know what? If you're using iTunes, why don't you give us a five star rating and a little review? That helps us incredibly much and again i just have to say very very much from the bottom of my heart to all the new listeners that has been like such a ridiculous thrill for me nicole can tell you i have been insufferable to deal with this week i've been like like more so than usual more so than usual i've been strutting around and just like brad's like yeah people listen to my podcast so yeah no it's been awesome you guys thank you so much uh and we'll see you next week when our game is going to be the very topical very web slingy Spider-Man. Ooh, radioactive Spider-Man. Am I putting the emphasis on the right word? Yeah. Spider-Man. Spider Spider-Man. Spider-Man. There you go. Spider-Man. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, Scott Spider- Spider-Man, star of the Underworld <laughs> franchise of films. I feel like that might appeal to our listener base a little better than the quantity of tennis <laughs> we've talked about today. But all right, tune in next week. We will sling some webs. Thwip thwip. And that's also a tennis sound. Sprinkler sound. (laughs) Bye, everybody.